Across the Board Sports is brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Daily prop bets for all kinds of sports where thousands of dollars are up for grabs every single day. Want free money? Use the code ATB at sign up for a free $10. Download the free app in the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. And don't forget, use the code ATB at sign up for a free $10. Across the Board Sports, unique sports coverage. Hey, one play at a time, huh? Play for each other. Love y'all. Hey, enjoy it today. Control the emotion. It's going to be live. But we're going to make it even live. Here we go. Win on three. One, two, three. Win. Baby, need some shoes. Let's go, boys. Game now. Game. We got one goal. Let's win. You shoot. I shoot with you. Here we go. Win on three. One, two, three. Win. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining what's once again a little bit of a delayed edition of Across the Bills. Um, Normally we record Sunday mornings, drop it Sunday afternoons around noon before the games. But unfortunately, I was up super late Saturday night into Sunday morning doing off stream podcast things and didn't wake up with my alarm. I didn't wake up until probably halfway through the first quarter of the Miami of the Bills Dolphins game. So I missed. So I, me personally, I missed the Josh Allen interception and the, and the two punts after that, the I woke up and I turned the game on the Bills started playing a mat like amazingly. So, Oh, so you did the trick. Uh, apparently, apparently I, I, I would like to think that, that I'm the reason because I, I wake up, it's three, nothing Miami. And then five minutes after I wake up it or five, like, Five, ten, maybe fifteen minutes after I woke up and turned the game on, it's fourteen three Buffalo. So there you go. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe there's some kind of correlation there. Highly doubtful, but anyway, I gotta, I gotta pump the ego a little bit sometimes. But anyway, yes, I am Patchy, joined by Steffi. This is across the Bills. The Bills are the number two seed in the AFC. Finishing 13-3, and coming off a complete domination wreckage of the Miami Dolphins and eliminating them from the playoffs, basically. And then it was even more um, finalized with the kicker from Houston hitting the goalpost and it dinking in. So... There are, are not Houston, uh, Tennessee... Sorry. Yeah, I was like, I thought Houston and I had flashbacks to last season for a hot second. Well, I mean, they used to be the Oilers, so work that out. Yeah, there there was that whole there was that whole uh, there's that whole like history thing timeline. Game. 
Yeah, something, something, uh, comeback game from like the 90s, apparently with Houston. Yeah, there's that thing. But, anyways, um, yes, the Bills are the number two seed. And in any other year, the Bills would be on a bye, they'd be resting and watching. But alas, this season, the NFL decided, oh, no, 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 we're going to have seven teams in the playoffs. <laughs> And make that first round, that top seeding, all that more important, which I get. You want to be the top seed. I get it. Home field advantage throughout. So you you deserve something extra. All right. Um, But the Bills finishing 13 and three. Now, for someone like for me, I, I, I lived through the 90 Super Bowls teams, so. I remember what it was finishing first and 13 and three and doing all that. But for my co-host who just recently (laughs) turned 30, she was only five. the last time the bills were even remotely this good. Yeah. So them finishing 13 and three, getting the number two seed. What does that mean for you as a bills fan? Um, it's crazy. And I, tweeted out something along the lines of um yesterday uh like is this what it feels like when your team blows out football teams like this because it's like a weird feeling it's something i haven't ever experienced before but it's very exciting and you know to not to harp on the point but know in the past with the drought and everything i've had to deal with a lot of watching a lot of mediocre and bad teams so it's kind of nice to be able to have this experience of going into the playoffs and having this excitement um and and being on the road to the super bowl hopefully absolutely and the thing is is a lot of people that are 30 and younger with, and Bills fans, um, they like you said they they don't experience this kind of play. Like you guys haven't, like your generation hasn't experienced a lot of this, and that's what like I felt like yesterday. Like I was just seeing, like I'm just watching. I'm loving the way that the Bills are playing. Um, it was just f- fun to watch, and it's a fun football team, and this team has really great chemistry. Oh, absolutely. And what's great about this season is three years ago, the Bills got in by the skin of their teeth. They 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 the the drought ended thanks to the football gods helping Andy Dalton and Tyler Boyd last year. The Bills got a little bit of help to secure the the number six wild card spot, and sent them on a date with the with the Houston Texans. This year, it was the Bills wrapped up the Bills wrapped up the division and the playoff spot with three weeks left in the season, and. They're, it ha- they haven't done that in 25 years. Like, you haven't had that experience since 1995. And I'm like, for me personally, it was great to see because I'm st- I've been sitting here going, watching all these different regimes from Marv Levy and Mike McCarthy. 
or Mark or Mike Malarkey and Dick Duran and Chan Gailey and um, oh Rex Ryan, Tom Donahoe and Rex Ryan and all, like all these different GMs and head coaches. And, yeah, all these different GMs, head coaches, and finally for them to find the right mix, the right partnership between a GM and a coach and Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean and them going through salary cap hell two years ago, um, two years ago with the trade of Sammy Watkins and the release of Marcel Darius and the trade of Ronald Darby and getting guys that weren't didn't want to buy into what they were trying to do and trying to build to now seeing Josh Allen in his third year, putting all the pieces together. And what's funny is a lot of the people that knew Josh Allen and played with Josh Allen during his time in Wyoming are coming out like, yo, this, like, this is, this is Josh Allen. Like, it takes Josh Allen a year, year or two to get things settled and get things right and get the right pieces around him, and he's going to ball out. And that's what Josh Allen has done. Josh Allen is very smart. He knows it. Let's put it this way, is there's been very rare occasions that you've seen the quote-unquote Josh Allen, Josh Allen hero ball this year. And I think that's due to the fact of all the work that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have done, along with Brian Dayball and Jordan Palmer, which is weird that Jordan Palmer is the QB coach and has done this amazing job with Josh Allen. But Jordan Palmer as a quarterback in the NFL was no better than like a third string, second string backup. And Ken Dorsey is our QB's coach. Yeah. So shout out to him. Yeah, like it. it, it figure. Like guys that really didn't really do much as pro as pro quarterbacks in the NFL are out here shaping one of the best young quarterbacks in the game. It, it, it's it's crazy, but it's one of the things of if you look at the job that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott has done. If you want any example of the, of the job that they've done, all you have to do is look at the third and fourth quarter of that game yesterday of that game, because the fact that the Miami dolphins came in with one of the top scoring defenses in the league. Okay. While they started off well by and confused, confused Josh Allen. I'll, I'll say that I, I went back and watched like the, the parts of the game that I missed and they and Josh Allen seemed kind of rushed and confused and what Miami was doing. And then all of a sudden something clicked and Miami had no answer at all for anything. But the fact that. The basic, like, for the most part, this second team came in outside of a couple handful of guys and put up another 28 points. 
because you got to remember the Bills went into half up twenty eight to three. They they finished at fifty six. Yeah, we laid down a fifty burger. So Matt Barkley and Antonio Williams and Gabriel Davis and Isaiah McKenzie and the defense they they laid up another twenty eight points. Like, and Isaiah had a nice little oh, yeah. turn. Yeah. For Isa- Isaiah McKenzie was <laughs> I as I said, it was I it was the Isaiah McKenzie game in the first half, the Antonio Williams game in the second half. The legend of Antonio Williams. Yeah. Born. And people are now clamoring for Antonio Williams to be on the playoff roster to at least get some kind of, to get to at least get some snaps. Yeah. And I and I I'm 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 for it. He deserves it. Like he did. Like he like he he ran. He had he had a game yesterday. He had a game and it and that was against the Miami Dolphins number one defense defense. And basically what was going into the game, what was going into the game as the best defense in the NFL. Like that's the, that's the crazy thing about it. Yeah. And what's funny is what's funny. What's funny is you had Matt Barkley go six of 13 for 164 with a touchdown and a pick, which the pick was kind of, not a really smart throw on Barkley's pat part, but but the craziness is Zach Moss, Devin Singletary each had three rushes for eight and seven yards respectively. Um, Josh Allen ran for three yards. Antonio Williams had sixty three yards on twelve carries and two touchdowns. Like right against one of the best defenses in the league. Okay. So it, it's the thing of at at this point at this point you can't you can't deny you can't deny it that Antonio Williams didn't deserve a spot for the in the playoff game. And then on top of it, you gotta look at <coughs> the backups on defense. And this was a long uh, thing that even myself question is how good is the actual depth on the defense? And not saying they not saying and it's not like they were playing the New Orleans Saints or Green Bay Hackers or Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, they were playing Tua and the Dolphins, but. For the most part, the second team defense shut them down. Outside, outside of a handful of plays, like the second team defense shut shut them down. So, with obviously, of course, you watched the game as well. Um, what was your takeaways from like the second team, like like the second team defense and the ba- like backups showing showing out? Um. Yeah. So uh, obviously we were kind of deprived of 
preseason games this year due to COVID. So in a way, this was kind of an audition just to see what kind of depth we have. And I was I was very pleased um, with obviously Antonio Williams. Um, one thing I did want to talk to you about is there was some backlash some apparently some dolphins fans found it classless that we were running up the score and i was wondering what you thought of that <sighs> well okay this um, is allegedly what was going on on twitter well i i Okay, I I know exactly what you're talking about. I did see there were there were a number of dolphin fans kind of going, "All right, you're they 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 kind of were taking precedence to the Bills quote-unquote running up the score." I don't think it's so much that the Bills ran up the score um because let me see. So the Bills had one and a half leading 28 to 3. Um both both teams scored a touchdown in the fourth and then the Bills put up 21 to the Dolphins 13 in the fourth quarter. It's not so much that the Bills were running up the score versus now the the Matt Barkley to Gabriel Williams touchdown that fifty six yarder mm-hmm. that was that happened at that happened early like that happened that happened early like that was still that was coming off of a dolphin off of a dolphins touchdown i believe like the dolphins had just scored and everything so bills came out they ran they ran like first down got like 3 4 yards and then they took a shot oh oh scratch that okay the that was the when they it was the last touchdown they scored so i don't think it's so much that the bills were running up the score it it was just they were playing their game and seeing what they had. And yeah, you dude, like you Dolphins fans, like, yeah, you want to get mad at the Bills running up the score, but they were really only a run up the score because they, and I can't even really say they're running up the score. They're just running their offense. They're seeing what they have. Like they're getting guys reps. Gabriel Gabriel Davis got targeted, got targeted six times, like five or six times yesterday, and only had two catches, two catches, but both his catches went for fifty yards plus, and a touchdown. So, and then on top of it, when the Gabriel Davis touchdown happened, Gabriel Davis was getting covered by Miami's nickel cornerback of all of all people, like. That's for and it was a play action fake post route. That's all it was. There was no over. There was no safety up top. It they took the shot, and it worked for them. It was just, I think what it is with Dolphins fans is they were in that lovely void of what built of what Bills fans once were in. Yeah, where. 
oh my God, okay, we have a shot at the playoffs and we're going to do so well and we're going to come out and be high energy and high tempo and catch these guys off guard because it's week 16 or week 17 and they're already in, they're rested and they're resting their starters. And the Dolphins came out flat. They, They were flat the entire game. Outside, outside of a couple of outside of a couple of drives where they got good blocks and guys got open, the Dolphins were flat. I'm sorry, Tua Tua does not scare me as at the QB position. Like he doesn't scare me. He. He's it's seen he doesn't take shots downfield. He takes very limited shots downfield. And if he does take them downfield, they're to the sidelines. And they're at most 30, 30 yard, 30 yard, 30 yards or so. They're not they're not 50 yard bombs or or deep throws or anything like that. He the Dolphins are very take the quick slants and dump offs and cross routes and drags and throw and sprinkle in some, some deep balls. Like I I think it was more, I think it was more of a sense of the dolphins knew what was on the dolphins fans knew what was on the line and they knew if the dolphins win, that meant the dolphins were in the playoffs Mm -hmm. and salty. And the Bills just, on, and on top of it, the like, you you saw it with Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Pittsburgh rested Big Ben. They rested a few a few other key starter starters for the most part. But for the most part, like you, for the most part, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh second team was on the thing. Even though they te- technically would have with a win with the Pittsburgh win, they would have knocked Cleveland out of the playoffs. And then also with a bills lost, they would have gotten the number two seed. But Pittsburgh was like, yo, we're in the playoffs regardless. It doesn't matter to us. We're going to play our game. If we lose, we lose. If we win, we win. And I think the bills, I think with McDermott and the bills, the Josh Allen and the starters playing the first half. I think right. that was a. I I believe I heard it on the post game show. Um, might have heard it during the broadcast. Is them starting Josh Allen and the starters that first half was probably just to keep them loose and in in a rep, in a repetition of playing every week because now. With the win, you have a short week. Granted, it's not granted. It's not like a crazy short week where you're going to be like playing Thursday, but you're playing Saturday. You're still you're still on a short week. Plus, you didn't know who your you didn't know who your opponent was until almost seven o'clock Sunday night. Yeah. So yeah, you come. You have the you have the you come down from the high energy and everything of winning the game and finishing thirteen and three and wrapping up the two seed, but as you're as you're getting dressed and showering and all that other stuff like that, bills were in the app in after the game, you still didn't know who you were playing until almost seven seven thirty at night because Houston and Tennessee almost went into overtime. So it was like, all right, now it was like, okay, let's rest, re- recharge Sunday night. Tomorrow, tomorrow, 
We'll get up. We know who we're playing. We're playing the Colts. Let's get prepared. And this is the thing. It's not like the Bills are playing a team that they've already played this season where had the Colts won and the Titans lost, they'd be facing the Titans. We've played the Titans. We have tape on them. John Murphy, John Murphy said it best himself this morning. He's like, he's got to revert, revert to the NFL films because he has very little knowledge and tape on the Colts. Like, because nobody was expecting, nobody, like, it was a team we didn't play. So it wasn't a team they were focused on. So now you have to prepare on a short week. And with Dolphins fans, it it's just, they're mad because, to be honest, their team, their team, their team threw a, shot a goose egg. And then after that third, hell, after the second Tua interception, um, after the second Tua interception, which, to be honest, Tua, Tua should have had six interceptions yesterday. Right. Actually, seven, because he threw three. He threw three and, like, four. Ones. Yeah, there two... Two of them were two of them weren't really his fault, and that was the Josh Norman pick six, where mm-hmm. Devontae Parker drop fell, and then his receiver tipping the ball up to Dean Marlowe, and then Dean Marlowe getting another interception. But there were four other option times where the Bills could have easily intercepted the pass. But it, it, I think with Dolphins fans, it was they knew the playoffs were on the line and their team, their team just laid it, laid a goose egg. Like and then at one point, it just felt like the Dolphins were just like, all right, this is over. We we're done. We're not trying anymore. We're just we're just going to go through the motions and finish this game out. And I think that's I think that's one of the reasons why the why Barkley why Barkley threw went up over went up top to Davis is the Bills were like, all right, they're not caring. Let's just let's drop 50 on them and call it a day. And that's and that's what they did. So but you know what? It's social media. It's keyboard warriors. It's stun warriors. They're going to. They're going to moan and groan and complain and be sad and salty. And salty. salty. Yeah, and salty. And on top of this, on top of this, Miami turns their season around. They go 10 and 6, and they have the third pick in the draft. (laughs) Because of the because of trading Laramie Tunsil. And then on top of this, which um, I don't know if you follow it, but the pick six chat, uh, Facebook page, they do like the weekly recap, uh, text chats. Oh, oh my God. They're, they're hilarious. Like, them. yeah, they're hilarious. The one I just, the playoff one was why, 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 uh, why tank a season when you can have another season tank for another team tank for you. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, I, 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 I was like, oh, man, that's so bad. But you got to look at it at my in Miami is at this point, Miami has questions because is Tula your guy 
or do you take a shot in the draft to get one one of the one of the one of the one of the golden arms that are coming out? Because we already we already know that most like okay on paper Trevor Lawrence would was going to be the number one overall pick, right. and then. Ohio State, Ohio State pretty much did what Ohio State does, and they ruin everyone's dreams and dreams and hopes. Um, but now it's the thing of you have you have Miami has the third pick in the draft, and you're looking at a p- potential going Miami going. All right, is Tua really our guy? And to be honest, if they feel like Tua is not the guy for them, I could see them doing what Arizona did. And with uh, Josh Rosen and trading Josh Rosen to, to a team that needs a quarterback, getting dra- draft capita and go- going after a Trevor, going after Lawrence G- Fields or Zach Wilson, one of the top three quarterbacks in the draft, and changing and having them just come in and play right away. It's because at this point, Tua doesn't scare me, and two and two game, and then on top of it, you got to also look at the Dolphins. Is how many times this season after they're like, oh yeah, two is the starter, and then. Three fourths of the way through the game, we're like, "Hey, Ryan Fitzpatrick, we need you to pull one out, dude." Yeah. And the irony here is that Tua, earlier in the season, said playing in the NFL seemed easy. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, he's getting yep this wide awakening. That yeah, and, and yeah, and it wasn't, and it wasn't so much that Tua was getting Tua was getting hit or like he was getting rushed. But he was escaping the pocket. Like, you have the mobility to, to escape the pocket, dude. Like, but I think it's the thing of when I read that article, I, I'm like, I saw somebody link and I read it. And I'm just like, all right, you're three games into your pro career. You're kept. No one has tape on you yet, dude. Like, it was, it was the simple thing of. Until someone gets tape on something, they can't analyze what you do right and what and can pinpoint weaknesses. Because after after Tua started that fourth game, defenses started locking on to what Tua was doing. Yep. And they started shutting him down and he didn't adjust and he didn't adapt. And neither and the coaching staff in Miami didn't adjust and didn't adapt. To the their cha- their opponents making changes, it, it, it's that's the thing. Like you have to make changes and see what's wrong. Case in point, look at yesterday's game at the beginning of the game. They went their first three drives, two punts and an interception. Josh Allen said that Brian Dable. They realized stuff wasn't working. Brian Dable started calling some of the quote unquote favorite money plays that Josh Allen likes and they worked and got Josh into a rhythm. And next thing you know, 
bop, 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 four drives in a row. They three drive three drives in a row and a punt return. They're up twenty eight to three. Like that's the thing. It, like it, Josh Allen even said it, uh, and they talked about it this morning. Josh even Allen even said it. He's like he recognizes when things don't go wrong, and he gets he gets he gets with. Ken Dorsey and Brian Dable and they work and they're like, okay, what, what are they doing and what do we need to change? And they make changes. And the bills and Josh Allen have been doing that since week 12. Also, I'd like to point out that week 12 is, I believe it was the first week that Josh Allen was fully healthy and didn't have the shoulder sleeve sling on. Coincidence? I think not. Also, is it just me or does the Hale Murray feel like a distant memory? (laughs) You know what's funny is... Because we um, haven't lost since... I was I, I was listening uh, on my way home from work. Um, I had the WGR on, um, which is the station that covers the Bills here in Buffalo. Um, and uh, former guest Sal Capaccio, who was on um, with us at one point earlier this year, or earlier or last year actually, forgot New Year. Oops. Whatever year this is. Yeah. Um, they made the statement that the Bills only lost three total games. Two of them were games that got switched around and re and changed dates because of COVID. Yeah. And the third being because a great player made a great play at to win the game. Had the had the Hale Murray not happened, Bills would have only lost twice. They would right. be 14 and 2. Yeah, and they they so would be going and they would be going into the playoffs on a 10 game win streak. But going into the playoffs winning nine of your last ten games, still good. Still good. So, I got a stat for you. Okay. I wanted to bring up. Um, it was from CBS Sports that I found interesting. And it was about the Bills offense playing the last three games. Um, so, in total, 47.3 PPGs. Uh, 357.7 pass YPGs, 487.7 total YPGs, and a plus 88 point differential. So, yikes, it would be, it would, must suck for the uh, opponent's t- defense come going against our offense. Wow. That's... So, we're, we're doing pretty <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. These last three games. Yeah, and then on top of the, and then on top of this, the the news drops today that the Bills signed wide receiver Kenny Stills to the practice squad, which 
He is available to play Saturday if need be, if Cole Beasley's yeah. knee can't go. Right. Which... <laughs> that were like if Kenny Stills could just get like if Cole Beasley can't go Saturday okay knock on wood if his knee's not ready Kenny Stills and Isaiah McKenzie and Gabe Davis in a timeshare in the slot scares me would scare anyone cause all three of those guys are speed guys and then on top of it, you have Kenny Stills in the slot with John Brown and Stefan Diggs in on the outside, or Stills and Brown on the outside and Diggs on the on the on the slot. Yo, imagine imagine that. Imagine, imagine the wreckage that that would cause. Scary. Like Kenny Stills and John Brown, who are deep threat deep threats. And then Stefan Diggs in the slot, who is one of the best route runner, who is the one of the best, if not the best route runner in the NFL today, uh, matching up with a nickelback or a linebacker. I, I, I wouldn't want to be the D. De- I wouldn't be want to be that defense like at all, at all. And what's funny is. I had a last night. I had a conversation um, because as we get into as we get into it um, with the season and all the stats that the Bills put up, Josh Allen breaking Jim Kelly's yardage and touchdown season record, Stefan Diggs breaking the reception and yardage record, um, Tyler Bass. Uh, breaking Steve Christie's record of most points scored in season for, for a kicker. There, there's been so many records broken this season for the Bills. It's been fun. But uh, like I said, I had a conversation last night and with uh, one of the many Bill Bills fans that of the female persuasion on Twitter. Um, nice. Uh. There were a lot of Bills fans last night, apparently, kind of overlooking the Colts. And, yeah, uh, Danielle, who is the producer co-host of the Mafia and Mavens. Mm -hmm. Um, Me and her are going back and forth on Twitter a little bit. And apparently there were a lot of Bills fans kind of just overlooking the Colts and you got it for, for a guy that like me, who's in the sports, I've paid attention. I've paid attention to the Colts. The Colts at times were without Jonathan Taylor. They were without players on their defense. They had, they had various injuries like all teams do. The Colts could have easily won the AFC South this season had it not been for injury. Had it not been for the injuries that they've had the, to certain key players, Jonathan Taylor and a few others, I, I, the Colts could have easily won the AFC South. The Col- But the thing is, is the Colts are very similar to the Bills. Is They have a very young nucleus. Yes, they have a veteran quarterback... And Philip Rivers, 
Um, and Philip Rivers is a game man game manager quarterback. He's not a he's not a big arm quarterback. He he's not he's not a Tom Brady. He's not a Drew Brees. But he's a game manager. He knows what he he knows how to manage games and not give games away. So to the point. But the thing that scares me the most about the Colts is you have two very young, hungry running backs in that backfield in Jonathan Taylor and uh, Hines. And at one point and at one point or another this season, the Bills defense has shown that they're susceptible to the run game. So while the Colt while the Colts while while I'm not saying that the Bills are gonna lose Saturday, because I don't expect them to, it's not gonna be the it's gonna be a different type of game because the Colts I, I believe Frank Reich and the Colts the coaching staff can see how explosive the Bills offense is. And I think the Colts are going to try to control the ball and control the pace of the game with that run game. And I I, I would hope that Sean McDermott, Leslie Frazier, and that coaching staff realize that and they're prepared for it. And this is where this is where someone like Antonio Williams would come into play because if you're nothing against Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, but neither of them have shown the ability to maintain a running game outside of like a handful of it, a handful of games. What the first new England game mean the first, because new England wasn't trying to give up to Josh Allen passing. Um, they haven't really shown the ability to control a game with the run game. It's the it's a little bit of the run game, a lot of play action fakes, and Josh Allen being Josh Allen. But with the Colts, the Colts have the ability with their quarterback and their running backs and their offensive line to grind down the pace of the game and control the tempo and pound pound the rock, as they say. And the Bills defense has shown that they're susceptible to the run game. And it worries me a little bit. It does. Or Achilles Hill. It does. It, yeah. The, it's the Achilles Hill of that defense. And granted, yes, it's been a lot better. It's been a lot better over the last few weeks. But you haven't really faced the greatest of running backs either. Like, what was it? Jonathan Taylor had an explosive rookie season. Yeah, and he had an explosive rookie season and is most likely going to be in talks for rookie of the year. He had a thousand, he had a thousand yard season, the first thousand yard season for a Colts running back since 2006. And I see the stat here, 11 rushing touchdowns. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we can't let him into the end zone. No, it, it, it's it, it's it, it's going to be him 
Yeah. All it, caps. Like, it, it's going to be... It's going to be interesting. And I, I, I like to... I like to say that... Also, the Colts' offensive line is a solid offensive line, starting with Quentin Nelson. The right guard... Their, their, I think he left right guard, left guard, left guard? Yeah, left guard. Um, the fact that that offensive line has performed the way they do with the run game worries me because and granted yes um ed oliver and vernon butler jr of all people um because to be honest i i honestly thought vernon butler jr was it was gonna be was gonna be a first round pick was gonna end up being a first round pick dud in carolina which he kind of was but he's kind of resurrected his career in buffalo a little bit um him, him, Butler, Ver, Harris, Harrison Phillips, Quentin Jefferson, uh, AJ Pesnessa. Like that defensive line has gotten better at pushing. But if you noticed it yesterday, Miles Gaskin at times gashed him a little bit. And granted, and the only reason, the only reason that you didn't have like the big breakaway like runs or whatever is because the bills, because the bills play the way they play. They, they rush, they will rush four, five, six most and drop everybody back into zone. But all it takes is one or two broken tackles in an open field. And Jonathan Taylor is going to go like, you're not going to catch him. He broke, he broke two runs yesterday against the Jaguars of 40 plus yards. So while, and while the bills have to focus in on containing the Colts run, the Colts on the other hand, have to try to contain the bills pass game, which, which gives the bills an advantage because I don't think, I don't think the Colts can control the Bills pass game, not with the not with the amount of weapons that the Bills have on that pass game. Mm-hmm. But it's still one of those things of it's going to be a it's going to be a fun game regardless. I'm slightly worried just because of Jonathan Taylor, Jonathan Taylor and the run first approach that Frank Reich and the Colts do have. Yeah. Which, like you said, that has been the Achilles heel for the Buffalo Bills in 2020. But it's... But hey, we're acknowledging it. Oh, absolutely, because you have to. We're talking about it because it's blatant. The obvious. Yeah, you ha- you have to discuss it. You have to talk about it. Um, it. And then on top of it, it's the 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 Colts pass rush is not bad. You have you have Justin Houston. You have Darius Leonard. Um, you have a couple other players in that defense that that know how to get to the quarterback. 
So not saying that they're going to have an easy time getting the court. That's going to be easy to get to Josh because the, the, if anything, this season has proved is the offensive line knows how to block pass block. And it's very rare. Josh Allen get gets caught or sacked or knocked down or hurried. Plus Josh Allen's ability to get to weave inside and out in and out of the pocket to get out of trouble. Um, it's there's a lot of variables with this game. Also, the fact. Well, do you think the presence of fans now will kind of galvanize things? Um, but it's just such a minute amount of fans. That's that's see, that that's something I was gonna wait till the end to talk about. Oh, uh, sorry, thank you for bringing ahead, it. Thank you for bringing it up. Um, I wasn't sure if it would at all impact the game. I I. I feel like it's going to impact the game a little bit because if you watch games, if you watch games on TV that have fans in the stands, they, they, the, you can, you can make a, there's fans that make a difference. You'll like, I also believe, I also believe like stadiums are pumping in noise as well. Music and chants and stuff. And they're even to do. They're even doing it with the live fans in the stands. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how spaced out the fans are, and yeah. how how it's going to be done. Me personally, part of me, a good part of me is like, all right, yo, I'm happy that there's going to be Bills fans in the stands to experience this. But the also there's also part of me that's like very superstitious and pessimistic about it going. <laughs> I'm like, all right, fans and stands. Is that like a bad thing? Because we've, we've been doing really good here. All right. Like, do Find we really way. need to be in the stands? Um, I, I, I think. I think it's going to be a minute. It, it's it's still going to be a factor. It, it's going to be a ni- minute factor, but mm-hmm. it's going to be a factor nonetheless because 6,700 people still a decent amount of people. That's better than nothing. <laughs> I'm like, it's still, it's still, it's still a decent amount of people, especially if they're in like, certain concentrated areas like what when bills.com released all the um quirks and everything regarding the tickets um they said only certain sections were going to be open i i think parts like it was like parts of the 100 uh the parts of the 200 club and something else so it's going to be like you're gonna have no fans up top. You, it, like all, like most of the fans are gonna be in the 100 section, and then 200 section, and then with like the 200 club seats that season ticket holders have. Um, also, there's the there's there's the thing of all these 6,700 fans have to go through the NFL COVID protocol before even getting a, being allowed into the stadium. Right. 
they have to pay they have to pay $63 for a covid test and have it and 3 days before the game so that means they need to get game saturday I would self quarantine. You you have to quote unquote kind of self quarantine yeah. and also make sure that you have the test no done no later than what say Wednesday morning. <clears throat> like you have to have the test test done unless you're doing the rapid testing. I don't know. They I didn't see anything on that, but. I know most COVID tests take two to three days to to get the results. So right. at best, you're looking at Wednesday at Wednesday to have the negative result for Saturday at one o'clock. So there's a, there's a possibility that there might not even be sixty seven hundred fans in the stands because because of that. Like they like because the NFL is going to go. All right, you're negative. We can't let you in. So it, it's 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 one of those it's one of those quirks, so to speak. It's going to be interesting. I I think. And no tailgating. <laughs> yeah, there's that's another thing. There's, do not do that. There's no tailgating whatsoever. Uh, Buffalo. Uh, the bill, the NFL, the Bills, and Hamburg police have come out and said if they're if you are caught tailgating anywhere in any way, shape, and form, you are not going to be allowed to go to the game. Um, I know, I know there was a lot of uproar. There's a according according to my mom. There's a uh, there's a um. Uh, what's the word? Um, signing list or petition? Yeah, petition. That yeah, that word. There you go. Um, there we go. There's a there's a petition to wit that was started to prevent Andrew Cuomo from going to the game. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. And um, now does he count to the seven? The the sixty seven hundred. The seven thousand six hundred people or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I what I th- what I think is is oh god. Like Cuomo, Terry and Kim Pagula, um maybe like some dignitaries like Kelly, Levy, Bruce Smith, Thurman, like Andre, like former players, um government officials, team owners. I think they're going to be in one of like one or two of the suites. I don't think yeah. they I don't think they officially count towards the actual 6700. Yeah, I just think that's for the season ticket. I I the, yeah, the the season the 6700 was I think just for actual fans who are going to be in the actual stands. Like I don't think like the governor and the owners and everything count towards that. Former players, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think... Like the VIP people. Yeah. Yeah. V, yeah. VIP people, essentially. I don't... I don't think they... I don't think they... They are counted towards that 6,700. Which, hey... Listen... Just 
if you got that if you got that kind of stroke and you got that money money to own a team or be a former player more power to you go yeah, for use it that credential like go for it if you got the, street cred yeah if you got that if you got that kind of credential and everything go for it use it I, i'm not i'm not even mad at it like me personally i'm perfectly fine ordering pizza and wings sitting yeah. in my house by myself Comfort. watching the game <laughs> like, not I'm, getting covid exactly i'm perfectly fine doing like watching having getting pizza and wings and getting beverages and watching the game on my own away from everyone where i can't yeah. catch covid i can't there's no risk of me getting infected or sick or anything like that where i'm like i have to quarantine and miss work no 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 i'm yeah. okay and I think Bills fans need to understand you're not going to experience FOMO because it's not going to be the same experience. It, it, Just because those lucky individuals were able to buy tickets, it's not going to be the same. Yeah. So don't feel like you're getting left out. Oh, oh absolutely. Like so that's, A lot of people seemed upset. Yeah. Like by the fact that yeah, a lot tickets. a lot of people a lot of people were upset that the fact that they were only using they only were allowing sixty seven hundred, and they were only allowing it to season ticket holders who had already opted into tickets for this year or next year mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, um, some opt-in process. Yeah, so, yeah, and and then on top of it, it was there were two different there were two different things because on December thirty first, tickets released to the ticket season holders that have like the club seats, and then January first was the tickets for like the non club seat hold holder season right. ticket holders, and the thing is is. Yeah, like like you said, there's no reason to be upset upset for it because, like, to be honest, if this was if this playoff game Saturday was a straight up home game, no COVID, where we could go out and party and tailgate and everything. Oh, trust me, I would find I would try to find tickets. I even even if I was sitting in the nosebleeds, I would try to find tickets from somebody to go. And I would go there, and I would tailgate with a with a ton with a ton of people, and have fun, and and drink, and laugh, and all that, and all that. But it's not like that. It's there's no tailgating. There's the bar the bars like it, Erie County here in Buffalo in Erie County is still technically in an orange is te- is still in an orange zone. So the bars aren't even open, like. You can't even go to a restaurant or a bar and sit there and watch the game. Right. Like, and, and people even said that, uh, the, the, the county executive, the county executive, Mark Pollenkartz, uh, he even said it. He's like, I'm not so much worried about the fans that are going to be attending the game, uh, with due to COVID. He's more worried about the people that are going to be throwing parties and everything around the area. Right. The the gatherings and everything. Like that's what he that's what worries him because with the with the 6700 fans that are going you have to get the negative COVID test three days before the game. And then their contract Terry scene afterwards just to see 
if anybody does contract it, so on and so to see what happens. Um, and then on top of that, for a lot of fans that saying that they're upset that they can't go, if you're a season ticket holder and you choose not to go, that's fine. That's on you. If you have an opportunity, if you don't, if you didn't get a chance to go to this game, you have a chance to go to the next game if there is another one. Like, because they said all the fans that are all the fans, all sixty seven hundred fans that are going to the to the wild card weekend game are not allowed to go to the divisional game. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, did not know that. Yeah, that that was. Yeah, if you are if you are a fan that is going to the wild card game, you are not allowed to get tickets to the divisional game. That makes sense. Which make which makes sense. So it's it's going to be a whole different bunch of people. And then and something that I thought crazily today and I don't know why. Um it is 2020. It is it's 2020. It's 2021. So whatever. Um I thought about the wild and even they were talking about it uh, on the back end of the Titans Texans uh, game about how last year uh, Kansas City went in uh, Baltimore went in as the one seed or whatever and they got upset by Tennessee and next thing you know Kansas City Kansas City's hosting the AFC championship game. How 2020, and I I know it's 2021, but how 2020 would it be if the Browns were to upset the Steelers and the Chiefs and it's Browns-Bills for the AFC Championship game? I mean, this whole experience has been weird, so nothing phases me. Yeah, like, I, I thought about that at work today, and I'm just going... That would what a time to be alive. That that yeah, like that's all I can think. I'm like Browns Bills AFC Championship game in Buffalo. I wouldn't hate it. I mean, I'm like I'm not up. mad at it, but I'm like sitting there going, okay. So the bill, I was like, Browns for the, Twitter might be a little contentious with uh, Bills Twitter. But, oh yeah, uh, yeah. So I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there and I'm going. So the Browns beat the Steelers, upset the Chiefs. The Bills beat the Colts, get revenge on the Ravens or Tennessee for past losses, go to the AFC Championship game. Who in the NFC do we hate the most? I'm like, oh, that's right, Tom Brady. I'm like, yo, Bills Revenge Tour 2020, let's go. And then, yeah, hello, and then we beat him in the Super Bowl. And, and then, and on top of that, on, to, on top of that, in the same location that the first Bills Super Bowl happened in 1990, when Steve, when uh, Scott Norwood went ride right. Yeah. So it's just, point. it's yeah. just exercising all the ghosts. Maybe we need to purge all that. Like that, that's what Get I. Get rid of that toxic toxic yeah. energy like that's what i feel like that like i'm sat there i sat there at work during my lunch and i'm going 
I was like, I feel like I should type this out, but I feel like if I type this out somewhere, I'm like, it's going to come, it's going to be true. It's going to come true and not happen. I'm like, I know. I'm like, I was like, you know what? I'm like, it'll be a cold take, cold take on the podcast. End of story. There you go. But no, I saw, I saw somebody like, I saw somebody on Twitter talk about that. How like, um, Everybody like a lot of a lot of sportcasters are calling it to be the Bills Packers in the Super Bowl, and Bills like Bills fan. There's some Bills fans are like, no, we want the Buccaneers. Yeah, we must. We and, and what was funny is, yeah, it was it was a thread. So one Bills fan was like, no, I'd rather face the Bucks and Brady, and another Bills fan goes. Porque why <laughs> said said Bills fan goes these are the reasons we exercise the ghost we exercise the ghost of Tom Brady we also exercise the ghost of Super Bowl Super Bowl loss number one in Tampa Bay against the Giants with wide right and I'm going boom I'm like that that I'm like I'm not mad at it I'm like I'm not mad at it it's I, a concept. I'm like, it's a con, and I, and I literally, I was like, I'm not mad at it. It's a concept, and it also fits into my, it also fits into my theory that the Bills are going on a four year Super Bowl run right now. Yep. Because I like, you heard I'm, it first. like I'm serious. I have said it multiple times on this podcast. It has been 30 years since the Bills have had the run. It is time for the Bills to have a run. They're going to four straight. They're winning four straight. Until it doesn't happen, I'm holding true to that. <laughs> I'm just saying. If the, I was like, listen, sportcasters make outrageous claims all the time. I'm one of them now. Yeah, you're the next Nick Wright. I'm the. I'm you're the next Stephen A. Smith. Oh God. Oh God. Listen, if I'm the it, all right, if I turn out to be the next Stephen A. Smith, then cool because he gets a lot of money. Nick know, right? Nick Wright Nick Wright is just a it's just a man that says dumb things. He he needs to uh, own up to he needs to sign that Josh Allen apology letter. <sighs> also, 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 the speaking of exercising ghosts. The Bills have been exercising ghosts of like sports sports journalists all year. That mm-hmm. started with Pro Football Focus because I haven't seen a negative Bills article from Pro 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 Football Focus in like two months. They have changed their tune. Anytime, anytime I've seen anything from them, them with the Bills, I still see their stuff. Huh? I don't follow them. I don't have them blocked. I follow, I don't. I just personally don't follow them. But yeah. I still see. Sometimes people liking stuff and engaging. Yeah, I, I see so. people like I see people retweeting stuff and everything, and I yeah. haven't seen anything negative in like two months. Huh. Interesting. And I'm like, I was like, hmm. And then there's been a couple, like there's a there the one meme with uh death or whatever and the clo- and the doors from like The Simpsons. Yeah, I I saw the meme like oh, they they that. had photoshopped J- Josh Allen's Josh Allen's face onto the, onto on onto the Green Reap, the Grim Reaper, and he had gone through the doors and it was like PFF and a couple other people, and the next door that was open was Nick Wright, and I'm going, I was like, damn, 
I was like, we're just we're just exercising all the go. We're just exercising all the ghosts, all the negativity this season. Also, Twitter blew Twitter blew up last night with the after Josh Allen threw that pass to McKenzie. And it was like, hey, there's Pat Mahomes isn't the only quarterback in the throw. No look passes. Josh Allen looking left flings the ball to his right. With no, what? and what was bad is the way Josh Allen threw that ball. It seemed like he put no effort into throwing it. He was just like, eh. He just threw it. He just like pushed his arm forward and went throw the ball. <laughs> Do we crown him MVP on the uh, show? Uh, the show, not so much whoever. To be, to that. be, to be honest, to be honest. My, I, I have a co it's co MVP, co MVP Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs. Yes, because the dynamic duo. Because Stefan Diggs has done so much for this offense and Josh Allen, it cannot be overlooked. The fact that the fact that um, Stefan Diggs, based on his reception total. Had the sixth best, sixth best receiving season of all time. Um, also, had Cole Beasley played against Miami yesterday, Cole Beasley would have had a thousand yard season. So you would have had two one thousand yard wide receivers on this team, and the the fact that. Stefan Diggs had 127 catches and 1500 1500 something yards like 1500 and some change yards while you also had John Brown at times through the season Cole Beasley Dawson Knox Gabriel Davis who Gabriel Davis had an amazing rookie year for being a fourth round draft pick man had 600 yards and seven touchdowns um, but yeah, the uh, uh, MVP for the Bills, Allen mm-hmm. and Diggs, because to and I'm going to say this is, you know what? The Viking, uh, the Vikings Bills trade, both teams won that trade. Yeah. OK, there's not a there's not a loser in that trade. Stefan Diggs got what he wanted. Stefan Diggs got got out of Minnesota. He got to play. He's got a young, viable quarterback who's developed, who's improving every day. And Minnesota got their stud wide receiver at a low cost. Which ena- which enables them to keep Adam, which enabled them to keep Adam Thielen. So Justin Jefferson finished fourth in receiving yards. Yes. So and Stefan Diggs finished first, obviously. Yeah. We yeah. know that. But yeah. um just to throw that out there. Yeah. So, so it, he had a good season. But this is the this is the this is the the caveat. I don't think Josh Allen or the Bills have the season that they do. If they end up not trading that pick and selecting Jeff- Justin Jefferson, and that—that's the hot spicy take right there. 
plain and simple, is uh, as good as Justin Jefferson has been for the Minnesota Vikings, I don't think the Bills have the season, nor Josh Allen has the season that they just have without Stefan Diggs. And you have Justin Jefferson in that spot instead. Right. Because Stephon Diggs was a missing puzzle piece. Yeah, absolutely. He he was the he was the missing puzzle piece because if you look at it, Stefan Diggs early on, yes, he got six, seven, eight, nine catches or whatever in games, but he didn't have really a whole lot of yards. I think he broke, I think he broke a hundred like once or twice. It wasn't until, it wasn't until the emergence of Cole Beasley, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, John Brown, when he was in the lineup, um, Dawson Knox, um, and other, and then Singletary and Moss that Stefan Diggs stopped getting focused on so much and was able to work in one-on-one matchups. And that's when he flourished more. And that's when Josh Allen even started to flourish more. And then Allen got hurt with the shoulder and played through it. That's why Josh Allen's amazing because he played through that injury. And then once that shoulder brace harness came off and that shoulder was completely healed, that's when the Bills took off. That's when Stefan Diggs took off because Diggs was going like not eight, nine, ten catches a game and a hundred yards plus. And also. Based on Antonio Williams's game yesterday, <laughs> Antonio Williams better than Taiwan Jones. Cause you could make that argument. Because honestly, when I saw what was funny, when I saw the first you rushing touch, you the Antonio Williams drum. I am. Well, I also wanted them to get the fourteen touch, passing touchdown. Is when I saw Antonio Williams run the first that first run, I was like, it was like, oh, 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 what's this? What what's this? And then they drove, and he he got the he got the touch he did that first touchdown run, and I'm going, someone passed the ball to Antonio Williams and let him score. I want 14. I feel like he can do this, unlike Taiwan Jones, who was wide open and dropped the ball. Still mad about that. Um, Josh Allen's mad about it too. So me and him have something in common because Josh Allen. Josh Allen said that he wanted he wanted to break the the record too. Yeah. With the with the four fourteen different fourteen different receivers catching touchdowns. What? Watch! Watch! I swear to God, wild card game. Kenny Seals is going to catch the first touchdown. Oh, you know it. Like, I guarantee the Kenny it. Game. I was like, I, I was like, yo, Kenny, Kenny Stills is going to like his first, like his first or second reception of the game is going to be for a touchdown. And I'm going to go, there's 14. Give it to us. <laughs> Seriously. 
Like, <laughs> yo, I, I, I has there ever been a thing called as a six? Hold on. So you can only have set. You can only have 11 men on the field. Damn it. That's right. Yeah. Okay. You can't, ha- you can't come out in a six wide receiver set. <laughs> <laughs> you only have four offensive linemen at that point. That would, <laughs> I would caution that. I, 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 I would, yeah, I would, ca- I would, I would caution against that, but. Caution against it. Exactly. Li- listen, yo, Run a six-man wide receiver set when the Colts are only going to rush three rushers. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That, that'd be hilarious. That'd be hilarious. The Bills come out in a six-wide receiver set when the adult when the Colts have, like, three defensive linemen down. Everybody else is back. <laughs> so, are we calling it that Kenny Stills is going to... Yeah, I'm. Get the first yes, I'm calling it. Kenny, I, right. I'm calling it. Kenny, Kenny Stills is gonna. Kenny Stills is gonna be the 14th wide receiver to catch a catch a pat, touchdown pass this season, and the first All touchdown right. pass of the of the of the postseason. Second runner up, Stephon Diggs. <laughs> okay, well we'll be watching out for that. Yeah, me and my me and my wild takes today. The Bills are favored. It they, looks like obviously they, they are. They are. They. I don't know how many points they're favored. Looking but up the spread, I saw six, but I could be wrong. Eh, okay, six is six. Six is six is reasonable. Six or six point five. That's what I last yeah. saw. Especially, especially considering the fact that the Colts were up twenty to seven, were up twenty to seven or twenty twenty seven or twenty three seven, and the Jags almost came back. We are the second seed, so yeah. So that's nice. Yeah, never, com- never thought I would be here. <laughs> You're like, I never thought I would see the day. <laughs> I, I legitimately never thought this. Um, on, on a side note, how, how are the, how are the, the Patriots fans taking, taking not being in the playoffs? Quiet. Quiet. I know. I don't, I follow some Boston sports media on Twitter, but yeah. now they're just, the eyes are on the draft. Oh yeah. So yeah. The the I, yeah. I think yeah. they have the 15th pick. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I'm wrong. But yeah. I believe they're in the middle of the pack somewhere. Yeah, they got bigger things to worry about. They they need to go through a whole rebuild and camps. Yeah, I uh, not coming back. Yeah, I saw like there was a Adam Schaefer report saying the Cam probably won't be back in New England, but then so like somebody was like. That's not what they said, but okay. Um, I, 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 I know there were some Bills Mafia fans going, like, still talk. Like somebody made the quote that Bills were still talking about the Patriots and they should be focusing on their playoff game. And I'm like, listen, shut up! Like you, you had 20 years of dominance. All right, shut up. Let let them have their fun. Like, 
like you said with the the Hail Murray, like yeah, the Patriots thirty eight nine beatdown was nice, but I'm kind of like mm, we have bigger we have bigger fish to fry. Like Patriots are not any of my worry right now. I'll worry about yeah. the pay. I'll worry about the Patriots when Bill Belichick pulls something out of his ass and ends up with a quarterback. Do you see the gif of him throwing the phone? Oh yes, yes. That pretty much summed up their entire season. Oh, absolutely! It, it, it absolutely did. Um, what's it? What's interesting is you. It, it it's weird. It's it's weird because the AFC East is weird now because the Jets are without a head coach. But making the official announcement today that they relieved Adam Gase, and the Jets submitted a permission to interview. Um, yeah, speak to Dayball. Dayball, um. Brian Dable is very high on a number of people's lists. Um, he is he is second behind. He is second on the Jaguars list behind Urban Meyer. Yep. Um, Urban Meyer has stated that um, he wants twelve million dollars to come out of retirement to coach. Um, to be honest, as good as Urban Meyer was in college. I don't think he's going to transition to the NFL well. Yeah. Um, the Jets, for all intentions and purposes, a lot of the Jets media and fans feel like they're going to move on from Sam Darnold. Um, and as bad as, and as much as I hate it, Sam Darnold, I think, is going to be in that Josh Rosen position where he's going to get traded to a team that needs a that either needs a quarterback or has somebody has somebody in place, but only is going to be around for a year or two and needs needs a backup. Yeah. AKA, AKA, um, AKA the Colts, the Colts with. Philip Rivers, um, the Packers with uh, Aaron Rodgers, even though they drafted Jordan Love, but still, um, we don't know what's going to go. We don't know what's going to happen to Miami with Tua. I, I I get the feel that Miami part Miami. I think Miami is like fifty fifty on Tua. Like they believe he's the guy, but then they also believe he's not the guy. And then New England is New England. As long as Belichick's there, New England is New England. Um, Belichick, Belichick will get that team back to where they need to be. Plain and simple. Unless, unless Belichick d- shocks everybody and just straight up retires and leaves Robert Kraft holding the bag, man. Uh, it's, con- I, I, because... There would be no happy ending for Robert Kraft, that's for sure. <laughs> um, there are there are seven head coaching vacancies open currently right now. Um, the Jets, the Jags, the Chargers, the Chargers, um, and then there's four others. 
Texans? Yeah, the Texans are yeah, Texans are four. Um Lions. Lions. And then there's two more. Oh my gosh. Um Who are the other two? Uh crap. Who's um I'm just going. Yeah, I don't know. I, I know there's seven total. Um Imagine hell, imagine Belichick deciding to be like, you know what? I had a good run in New England. I can and try maybe doing that like that Bill Parcells run um, where like he had the Bill Parcells had the run with the Giants and then like went to head coach to Jets for a few seasons and then became like a like um, consultant to teams and everything. Because there were talks, there's, there were, <clears throat> there's rumors that the Patriots were looking at, looking to bring in Adam Gase. Oh, I heard about that. Which, when I heard about that, I was like. <laughs> rumors. <laughs> I laughed. I was like, oh my I God. That. I was like, I laughed. Um, but yeah, there, there's seven coaching vacancies and. Oh, did we say the Jaguars? Yeah, we said the Jags. Okay. Is, to be honest... To be honest, I... Belichick could could end up leaving the Patriots and going somewhere else and getting himself a young young building team and build them up. Yo, imagine Bill Belichick with the Jaguars. (laughs) Like he's got, he gets Trevor Lawrence. He gets Trevor Lawrence. He's got the young running back in James Robinson, and then he goes in and revamps, revamps the defense in in Jacksonville. Yo, that'd be crazy. That would that would be something. That'd be something, but. I don't think it's gonna happen, but I digress. It's okay. Yeah, it, it it it's the. I will say this: the playoffs are gonna be fun. Um, mm-hmm. you have you have the Bills Colts kicking off Saturday at one. Uh, I believe. The N- you have the NFC matchup. What um, I believe the Bears and Saints are the afternoon game. I think so. And then it's Browns, Browns Saints Sunday night. Um, Saturday night. I know the Browns Sa- Brown Steelers are. The the night game one of the days I can't re- think I can't remember if it's Sunday or Saturday, um, and then hold on where's my NFL app? Yeah, I was like I I, I was like I know all the teams I can't think of the schedule. Well, like, they just announced it. Yeah, they just announced it yesterday. Weekend. So okay, um, here we go. Oh, here we go. Yeah, we're the first game. Yeah, we're the we're the opening like we're the opening game. The Bills Bills coat. Okay, here we go. Colts at Bills one o'clock one o'clock CBS. Rams Seahawks 
at 4.40 on Fox. Buccaneers, Washington, 8.15 on NBC. Which... Which I know a lot of Bills fans were mad that the fact that we were at one o'clock on Saturday. But when I saw that, I was like, guy, I was like, yo, People need to chill. I was like, chill out. We are the like fir- <laughs> we I'm like, we are the first game like no one. And then on top of that, no one else is playing when we're playing. And then on exactly. top of that, if we win, I'm like, if the Bills win, they get the most rest out of everybody. Yeah, we want to play Saturday early. Um, Get it out of our system. Yeah. And then Ravens, Titans, 1 o'clock Sunday. Bears, Saints. Okay, I was I was right. I just had it on the wrong and day. And then people don't need to take off work on Monday. Yeah, exactly. Like, had the... Okay, I will say this. Had... Had the Dolphins... Okay. Had the Dolphins made the playoffs and as the seven seed, I guarantee you we would have still we would have still ended up in that one o'clock spot. What that Saturday one o'clock spot. This is the thing is the NFL know where their ratings are because you got to look at you got to look at you got to look at the where they put these games. Okay, is on Saturday, you have Bills Colts at one o'clock. They already know they're going to get ratings. CBS is going to get ratings, especially with the Bills being the only team th- that being the only game on, and the Bill Bills fans have proved that we we bring the ratings to the TV games. Case in point, Monday night, New England. Okay. And then on top of that, you have all the Colts fans. So that like that game's gonna get ratings. You have Seattle and LA playing Saturday at 440, which makes sense because time difference. That three hour time difference. So the game's at like one 145, whatever. Okay. Your Saturday night game, a lot of people are granted it's COVID, but a lot of people try to do things Saturday night. They make the family dinners, family night, date night, whatever may be the case. I think that's why you have why you have the Bucks versus Washington because Bucks versus Washington really isn't a quote unquote sexy game or whatever. No. Um, and then you look at Sunday. All right, you got the. You got you got the AFC playoff rematch, Baltimore and Tennessee from last year. All right. That's gonna lead off your Sunday. That's gonna get you ratings. People are gonna watch that. And then you have Saints Bears Sun Sunday as a mid-game, which those two market those two markets are gonna tune into that game along with all the other markets, because it's the only game that's on. And then su- Sunday night, Brown Brown Steelers. Rivalry game. The Steelers actually the Steelers are actually gonna play all their starters. Can the Browns pull the upset? Which, oh my god, if the Browns upset the Steelers Sunday night, Brown, Cleveland Twitter is going to be relentless. Relentless. Oh my god. I don't even want to think about that. 
Whether whether the Browns win or lose on Sunday night, Cle- Cleveland Browns Twitter is going to be going to be lit. Just saying that. So, anyways, um, all right, we've we've gone almost ninety minutes. This has been fun. <laughs> oh wow! I didn't even realize. Yeah, I'm like, I just looked down. And I'm like, it's twenty to eight. Oh, the timer says an hour thirty. I'm like, oh, we've gone ninety minutes. Okay, this has been fun. Um, but yeah, it, it's regardless regardless of your fandom, we we are all Bills fans. Like we we want the Bills to win. We expect the Bills to win. We believe the Bills are going to win. Um, now, I'm going to play devil's advocate, advocate a little bit. Av, advocate. Blah. Can't English today. Um, how do you feel if the Bills lose? Uh, disappointed. Like that, like that, like I thought about that today and I asked even people at work. I was like, okay, we're all excited. The bill, like we expect the bills to win, but on the knock on wood off chance, they lose. How do you feel? And dis- disappointed was like the, the top like answer from yeah. everybody I talked to. Okay. So I'm in the same feeling as those people. Yeah. <laughs> like... Like, oh, and that was the thing. Like, I, 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 like, I thought about it because I was like, not saying they do, but I'm like, if they do, like, how do you feel? And I'm, and I was just like, I was like, I, me personally, I'd feel disappointed and be like, I I would just, it would be disappointment. I, I would, it would legitimately be disappointment. And then, I honestly probably would not give a give a patoot about football in any way, shape, or form. Like I would not. I could care less because it would just it would just be like it would take me just out of everything. Yeah. Like. Then I'd watch the games. I guess. Like I would. Like I'd probably. I, I'd probably. Like, I'd probably tune in to like one or two of the games like the Cle- like the Brown Steelers game I'd probably watch the Titans I watch the Super Bowl yeah I'd, I I'd watch that. like I'd watch like the AFC I'd watch like one or two of the games and then the Super yeah. Bowl but like to a point like football would not mean anything for me like the rest of the way yeah. At least, at least until like the off seat when you get close to the draft and anything and whatnot. Right. Um, but that's not gonna happen because <laughs> they're gonna cause, win. Because they're gonna win, and Josh Allen, like Josh Allen, is on a mission. Better team, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. I, I totally believe they are the better team than the Colts. They are. They have yeah, been the best. They have been the best team in football for six weeks now. And what's funny is there. There's all the talk about Josh Allen being the MVP and everything. 
as much as I would love to see Josh Allen win the MVP, I don't think he's going to win it this year. I think it's going to go to uh, Rod. I think it's going to go to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, but trust me, mark my words, Josh Allen is going to win MVP award. Eventually. At some point, he's going to win an MVP award. Um, he's an MVP in our hearts. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. All right, so um, prediction time. Oh. My final. You can go first. Yeah. <laughs> My final. Uh, Bills 31, Colts 17. Okay, so I have Bills 27, Colts 20. Okay, all right. So, by a touchdown. All right, by a touchdown. I, I I have the I have the I have the two touchdown advantage. <laughs> you have the you have the two. We both have the two score advantage. I have, a, I have like a nail biter. We we we, we yeah. We, I have the two score advantage. You have the as you long have as the nail. Third quarter goes okay. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's that's uh, true. It's better. It, it, it's been a lot better. That it's been a lot better. Um, yeah, they uh. I think I, I think uh, the other day Sal Capaccio tweeted tweeted out the final statistic for the Bills, and I think the third quarter scoring was like one hundred two to ninety eight for the Bills, which I was like, wow, they actually really turned that around. Then that's really good. Like to to only be to only be negative four points in the third quarter, I was like, they really turned that around. Because I'm like, really at, at one point, I think they were getting outscored like in the third quarter, like seventy three to like thirty or it just something. Like, like felt that. like everything went wrong. Yeah, yeah, third it was quarter. like everything, like everything that could go wrong went wrong in the third quarter. <laughs> so terrible. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have gone quite a long time here. Um, Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for what I was going to say. Watch. (laughs) Sorry. Um, (laughs) Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, follow us at across the across the bills on Twitter. Um, You can find me at the Ganchise 83. Um, Stuffy changes her thing like every 16 days, unless that's just the name and it says Stuffy tweets. I don't pay attention because it's I just, just my name, not my handle. Okay. All right. That's it's right. At, still at Stuffy tweets. Okay. So you can find stuff at Stuffy tweets. Um, her name, her, her name handle changes like on a weekly basis. For fun. It, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Me, I don't change mine because I'm trying to build something professional and be <laughs> and be an adult. Um, like like the like the TikTok sound. Uh, you, why did you leave me alone? You are an adult. I'm like I'm an adult, but I'm also a, a giant kid. So, anyways, for Steffi, I'm Padgy. This has been across the bills. Check out everything on. Across the board sports as well. Great content there. If you're a Cleveland Browns fan who also likes the Bills, check out Across the Browns. I'm sure they're going to have plenty to discuss uh, with the with the drought. And by the way, at this current point, the New York Jets have the longest drought in the NFL at ten at ten seasons. So 
that's that's your stat of the day. But as as always, thank you for listening. Um, be safe, be kind, be healthy and see you on the flip side.